So bye. So bye. So to you, what's the handle? So to you, it's... What's up? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm in the middle of trying to convince a girl to fucking break up with her f- fucking controlling-ass manipulative boyfriend. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's based off of one... Based off of one fucking... Yeah, you can have some. I'm just gonna get rain. You came for the rain. Yeah. How much is left? Like barely any, so please let me know. Okay. Okay, now, how about this? I'll read this to you real, real fucking fast. I'll actually cut it in the video, but then... Yeah, you, you're a fucking... You're hot to trot. All right, I'm going to read this to you. Hi. What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City. Babe, I'm going to keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. Cheer up, babe. Fucking knocked it out of the park, <laughs> dude. What's up, Cubs? Welcome back to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julia. Welcome back to the den, dude. How are you? Sorry. Moving on. I hope you all had a great week. I had a great week. I do right off, right up, right from jump. I have to cover the whole merch drop thing because here's the deal. All right, when you don't have a team, okay. When you don't have a team within this, when this isn't a team thing, that's the beautiful thing about this podcast. It, you're rocking with me, babe. You're rocking with me. There's not a fucking producer behind the scenes. <laughs> There's me, you know? There's not a uh, a planner, organizer, scheduler behind the scenes. It's me. It's like it, it, It's like every other podcast. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I really like Tom Segura. But, like, thank God for his production team, you know? Th- his production team really knocks it out of the park. You guys get to say... I really like VJ some days, and he gets by. There's no team. Now, here's the thing. When there's no team and there's a merch drop supposed to happen, okay? Now, this is what happened, okay, dude? I'm, I, here's what you get for assuming. Here's what you get for making assumptivenesses, okay? Anytime you assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. If you haven't heard that before, you're living under a rock or some shit, but you've heard that before for sure, and... S- and it's the end of the year, and I was assuming something was coming across the, coming across the table that I was going to be able to enjoy, and was also going to, per se, fund future ventures, sp- especially towards this podcast and life, and that was me assuming, and then ipso facto, y'all were assuming there was an actual merch drop. It doesn't happen until it happens. Okay, so I assumed that something was going to come across the table that was going to be lucrative. My best friend Luke, and then. It just didn't pan out that way. I mean, how should we, how should we put this? Um, I'm a fucking house on fire, and the fire truck just pulled up. Okay? I got hosed. Okay? I'm a girl in a specific genre of film on her knees towards the end of a video clip. I got hosed. Okay? And it's fine. And it's fine. We move on. We stress about it for roughly eight minutes. And then the inside of your brain goes tink, tink, tink. Decisions, knobs switching, stresses being added to it. But here's how your man works. And it's what his wife has been jealous of since day one. Once the decision is made, once I go click, this is the situation. Now, that's it. I don't think about it. I don't mull it over. I fucking mask on. 
fucking mask on. It's the beginning of COVID. Every single time something stressful comes across my desk, every time something stressful enters the zeitgeist of our lives, we mask on. Fucking mask on. COVID just started. Mask on. Put your masks on. Hey, there's three things. Put three masks on. Put three masks on. Hey, it's getting worse. Stay inside the house with your mask on. Okay, that's what happens. All right, so stress hits. You feel disrespected in a certain way or another. And then you go, I'm not letting anybody know that this is fucking happening inside my body. Mask on. All right, now is that healthy? For me, it is. For me, it is. Because I don't know what it is. Since the beginning of time, I've been able to make a decision, and then that's just it. I don't think about it again, you know? There's a word for it, and here we are. And here we are at one of the cruxes of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. Here we are with a a words on the tip of our tongue, but we're talking so fast, and we're fueled by rain today. So we're firing on all sorts of rhythms inside of our brain, and we skip a word in our conversational pattern and we can't think of the word what's it called when you do things like just you just do it when you make a decision and it just you just it just it nothing else can deter you from that decision it's not inopportune you know but it's like it it's the opposite of thinking things out What's it called? What's it called? What is it that all the chicks want? What is it that every girl from from the fucking beginning of time has wanted out of a guy? It's like he's not, he's just a spontaneous dude. Spontaneous. It's spontaneity, okay? I'm a spontaneous kind of guy. When I fucking make a decision, the decision's made, okay? You could also call it stupid, but I call it spontaneity, all right? So you get hit with a little bit of disrespect and Jordan stressing out in a little bit. And it's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Are we drowning? No, absolutely not. And it's the old adage of the Chinese farmer. Okay, whenever in doubt, just go ahead and lean back and remember the Chinese farmer. Why is he Chinese? I don't know. Probably because this little excerpt of a story was made back in racist times, pre-2021 or whatever the fuck, when everybody lived on Twitter and everything became a problem. Back, you know, the Chinese farmer, I don't think it's disrespectful to say Chinese. It might be disrespectful if I said something like, so the COVID farmer, like something like that would be disrespectful, which is why I don't say that, which is why I don't say those things. So the COVID-19, see, I don't say that because that's disrespectful because we live in a new world. Okay. We're figuring it out as we go. So the adage of the Chinese farmer before I get canceled is there's a Chinese farmer and one day his three horses run away from the farm. And everyone in the village, it's a small village, so everyone knows each other. Everyone goes up and they go, oh, no, this is horrible. All of your, far- all of your horses got away. How are you going to plow the fields? How are you going to do this? This is an awful thing. And he goes, maybe. Suddenly the next day, his three horses show back up at the farm. And they've brought with them three more wild horses. And everyone gets together and they go, this is so great. How lucky for you. You now have double the horsepower, literally. And he goes, maybe. And then the next day, his son is working with the new found wild horses and gets bucked off of one of the stallions and breaks his arm. And everyone's like, that's just too bad. That's such a shame. Now he's not going to be able to do the work that he needs to do for you this year. And, you know, you guys are going to be a little bit shorthanded. This is awful. And the farmer goes, maybe. And then the next day, 
suddenly their country goes to war and the recruiters come through the village and they're picking out men that are young and fit for fighting and they get to his house and they see that his son is there with a broken arm and that he is unable to take him to war so his son doesn't have to get drafted into a war. So it's all about maybe. It's all about what is the outcome of this going to be? Because you're going to get hit with shit where people are like, wow, man, that would fold me. Oh, wow. Or wow, that's amazing. It's all about not getting too high, not getting too low, keeping it linear, keep moving on and knowing that things are ultimately going to be okay if you act on things that come to you. So that's the Chinese farmer. You know, I'm sorry I said the COVID-19 thing. I'm just feeling silly bitch right now. So dude, I missed a week and I got so much shit to talk to you about. So first and foremost, let's just get into it. Also, I'm sitting on my foot and it's been fucking six minutes and it's already asleep. So, wow, that was a drat. That foot added three fucking inches. That foot, that foot added the three inches that I used to lie about when I was a teenager. So, I, uh, Gracie had her dance recital. All the work, all the work's paying off. I mean, it's just a fucking stress case, but I just want to, I just got to fill the Cubs in on the actual fucking event. Now, okay, it's not even about the dancing. I'm not going to be here and be like, she did so good. It was so cute. That's like obvious shit. That's like, 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 oh my God, look at this picture of my kid. It's like, you don't care. That's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the other adults at the fucking dance recital, obviously, because I talked to the Cubs about the fucking real shit. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I sit down in this fucking chair. I'm in the den with all my babes, and I got and they're streaming me through the ears, and we're having a fucking good time together. We're chilling out. Some of you are definitely getting high on a balcony. Some of you are definitely stoned out of your mind. Some of you are at the gym. It's a fucking melting pot, okay? It's the cheer up, babe, melting pot. And that's the beautiful thing. But I'll tell you one thing. I sit down in this fucking den with you. Mask off. Fucking mask off. Let's get real. Let's get nitty gritty. So we show up to the recital. Okay. First of all, it's at night. Okay. <laughs> fucking, I fucking moved my foot and everything's fucked up. So it's at night. All right. And so we've had a full day of like stressful fucking adulthood and stuff and like get off work and I go and I'm like, and it's like, all right, let's get ready to go. We fucking got an early dinner in so that it's not like a fit's going to happen because the show starts at, I think it started at six o'clock and I keep calling it a show. The recital started at six o'clock. Everyone had to be there at 530. And it's like, obviously it's a recital of an entire dance company, an entire dance troupe. So you got fucking my daughter's age all the way up to 18 year olds, right? So it's like, oh, there's going to be so many fucking dances. Okay. Now have I been to a recital before? Yeah. Okay. Dated a couple dancers. All right. Did I enjoy it back then? Sure. Cause I was a horned out teen. Okay. Now new walks of life. Now the walk of life is Everyone is a predator, okay? That's the walk of life now. Every single person that's not in a fucking dance outfit is a predator. And that's where my brain goes. And so I'm in full-blown fucking dad defense mode. So we get everything. We get loaded in the car. We get to the where it's it was down on the campus of the college here. And we get down there. We get the girls out of the car. We got a babysitter for Lottie because we wanted to make sure that like this night could be focused on and that kind of stuff. So Lottie gets a babysitter. Jordan and I roll. All right. We got the fucking 
dance dress that we paid $117 for that'll never get worn again. And we got the fucking $75 tap shoes and we got all that shit. And we got the snacks and we're ready to rock. We go get get out of the car and I'm getting Gracie out of the car. And I look at Jordan and I go, you got the tickets? And Jordan goes, nope. And I go, see you in 20. Hustle, because it starts in 26. Okay? Starts in 26 minutes. So get your ass home, get the tickets, get back. So I get Gracie inside. And I walk inside and it's just a fucking shit show. Okay? I mean, there's just fucking kids everywhere. And there's adults everywhere. And it's also like the staging is in hallways of this campus building. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. But the way that they had it set up is every group had a table, like for the younger kids, every group had a table. So it's like all the girls that were in Gracie's dance class were fucking sitting at this table, and then like the 1030 class was like the next table, whatever, whatever. It was color-coordinated, I guess. So I walk her in, and I'm the, I'm the only guy there at this point, which it's fine, dude. That's just how it is. I don't agree with it, and it's just fine. But I'm the only guy there at this point, so already uncomfortable. All right, now th- here's one thing. Hey, ladies, can we work on that? Okay, can we can we not bastardize the fucking guy that's just trying to fucking be involved? You know what I mean? Like, motherfucker, I'm not looking for pats on the back. I'm out here doing what I'm supposed to do. Like, motherfucker, I'm not getting... I don't want brownie points for this shit. I just want to not get glared at. Like, I'm fucking holding... Like, obviously, I'm here with her, okay? So just... Hey, take it easy on me. I'm lost. All right. So I'm trying to find the table. So I find the table, sit her down. Super fucking cute. Jordan shows up. Jordan's stressed as all fucking get out, obviously, because of course we forgot the tickets and now anxiety's through the fucking roof. But it's fine, dude. We got it. We, we're good. We got Gracie set up there. I'm asking the right questions so that I had the answers for Jordan when she got there and it's good. Questions like if she has to go to the bathroom, what are you doing? You know, like, are you calling me to bring her to the bathroom? Because I'm not very comfortable with other people bringing her to the bathroom. You know, shit like that. Important questions. The one question I didn't ask is, so after their dance, do we come and get them or anything like that? So Jordan gets there and we ask that question. Okay. Now, there's the tables, all right? There's two adults per table monitoring the tables, okay? Now, that is nine to, it's like nine kids a table. And Jordan asks, so after the dance, do we come get her or what do we do? And then this lady who is like 5'5 five, five, goes, nope, we've got them. We want to encourage the parents to just go and sit down when the show starts. And then when the show's all over, you just come pick up your little. Jordan's standing in front of me and I'm in the back like this. <laughs> so... The hallway with maximum security, listen, okay, every single adult that was at the table was a middle-aged woman, and that's fine, dude. I mean, y'all can be badasses, but (laughs) let's do some fucking math, okay? Two adults, 9 to 12 kids table. Two adults per table, you don't got that many hands or eyes, dog, okay? Also, this it's in a fucking hallway. The security is a desk with a lady in front of it checking tickets, okay? So it's, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you realize this. Everyone's a predator here. Did you, did you know that? Sit through the whole show. Sit through the whole show. Sit through an hour and 20 minutes of a fucking dance recital. Dropping my daughter off in a fucking hallway where anybody who 
is anyone who would be in that sphere would be like, oh, it's an entire building full of little girls. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's where your brain goes now. Like, as a dad, you look at every single adult. And so I go, <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go sit. No, I won't come check. No, I won't come check on her. Of course I won't. Why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> so we go sit down, right? And I'm sit and right when we sit down, I'm like, so I'll go check on her like what every third song? And Jordan goes, no. And I was like, okay. Hey, babe, I don't know if you realize when we were walking in here, when we were hand, after we dropped Gracie off, when we were walking in, handing off the tickets, I don't know if you took a scan around the room, but in my dad brain, 50% of these people have kids, 50% of these people don't belong here. Okay. It's my first fucking time, dude. Give me a fucking break, all right? I, I mean, if this was a video game, I got my fucking armor on, all right? I'm ready. I'm going to kill a bitch for a wrong look at this point, okay? So we started the recital very fun and relaxed. We grabbed a little program. We realized that Gracie's dance troupe is literally directly in the middle, directly in the middle. So that means we're going to sit there for about 35 minutes, watch her, and then sit there for another 35 minutes, okay? And one of the times I lied and I said, I'm going to run to the bathroom real fast. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. All right. I was in defense mode. You think your body has to piss when you're ready to go to war? No, dude. Stood up, walked back out to the hallway, took a peek. Gracie wasn't there. Shit my fucking pants. Looked down the hallway at the fucking table where she was supposed to be. Gracie wasn't at the fucking table. Full blown fucking panic attack. Okay. But it's all good. Because suddenly, right was right when I was on the cusp of just head kicking people, like I was just about to start fucking Taekwondo spin kicking people, okay? And would not asking any questions. Not asking I mean, I'm taking out kids too. I'm turning into the guy. I'm fucking just not I was about to just bowl in a china shop, except for with children to the fucking sides of the hallway until I found my daughter. But luckily, in that split second, out of the door came four of her dance class girls and one of the teachers you know they were on a potty break and the potty break door is literally right next to their table so all the everything was fine but gracie saw me and i go did you go potty she goes yeah and i said did you wipe and she goes yeah wash hands and i said okay and i said i'm gonna go sit down and she goes bye i'm like okay everything's fine everything's fine if this was if that would have been a five second delay those four little girls would have walked out too a heap of bodies like this is fucking Ninja Ninja Gaiden video game. That's a deep cut, dude. None of you guys even know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I go sit back down. That was about 10 minutes into us sitting down initially. Okay. Now you might be like, you have severe control issues. I'm the protector. Okay. You might also be like, this is why, this is why dads shouldn't go. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. The defense mechanisms are on. And then about 10 minutes after that, about 10 minutes before she's going to go up on stage, I go, I'm going to go check. And then I walk back out into the hallway. Not there again, dude. The first time, everything's rectified because she immediately walked out of a bathroom door. It was all good. Second time, the entire table's empty, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. And suddenly, I'm like, looking for the next sorry fuck talking myself. And I'm talking about you, Bridget, who's watching over the fucking table. Okay, I'm talking about you. All right, because you're still standing there.
Okay, so you're still standing by the now empty table where there ch- there's not children, and this is the second time I've walked out. Both times my child wasn't at the table. Suddenly, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm looking for the next sorry fuck cock in my soul. But then they just said that they went to staging. So it's all good. It's all good. And Gracie got up there. Here's another thing that's actually anxiety inducing about this shit, dude, is we're watching the shit, you know, and it's a dance recital, you know, like if it's like 15 and under, it's just like, good for you for getting out there. That's fucking great. Like genuinely, that's awesome. Cool. Good for those little girls. Like that's super, it's the super like fear-based thing, whatever. And then, you know, like the older girls like actually have skill and have been doing it since they were five. I will say one thing, dude, interpretive dance or whatever the fuck it's called. Stab me in the neck with a sharpened spatula, dude. The, it's always to some sort of ah, song and also, and also sharp, start sharpening that fucking spatula. Okay, just start sharpening it. Okay, there's nothing explosive or powerful about it. It's about grace and there's not a fucking smidgen bit of a tit suck that is graceful about your mans. It's, I like hard hits. I like hard fucking hits, okay? Whether that was in athletics when I was younger, whether that's in the fucking bedroom now, I like hard hits. <laughs> it's not even true. That was so stupid. And then, uh, but I like when it's like, it has beat to it. I like when there's like a fucking bass drop and then suddenly like this girl does like the stand. What's it called when you cartwheel but you don't use your arms? That whole fucking thing? That's a sick fucking move, dude. When it's like, how the fuck are y'all moving with like all the fucking clothes on? Like they did one and the girls were in like these leather jackets and that one girl and one girl did like the standing fucking cartwheel jump thing. And I was like, God, fuck, that's crazy. That's so much fucking talent. Like that's the pure athleticism. It's so sick. Made me want to start dancing. Also, besides the point, there was like three groups of girls that were Gracie's age that went on before her group and every single one had at least one girl having a fucking meltdown. Okay. And I understand that that's what it's all about. It's about traumatizing these girls. So no, it's about like getting them out there and getting them to do something. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like some of them are going to hate it. Some of them are going to do fine, but as a parent, and this is your daughter's first dance recital, you're like, Oh, if that's my kid and all and, and the, all the parents like stayed sitting down and they let him finish the, the dance and shit, I'll tell you one thing, dude. Gracie cries or screams or asks asks for dad. I'm going to fucking box jump onto the stage. Like I'm going to, first of all, we were like 25 rows back, which pissed me off, but I'm going to run up the aisle and I'm just going to jump up on the stage. I'm going to scoop her up, dude. I don't give a shit. Everyone's going to be like, oh, he's babying her. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because that's my baby. Okay. That's my baby. All right. Also, my fucking, um, my defense mechanisms are engaged. Gracie got on stage. She did great. She didn't really follow the steps, but she got out there and the song starts. First of all, the worst fucking song of all time to actually dance to. It's like the, oh, no, no, I'm never going to work. I'm like, there too. So, like, they'll work eventually. Not right now, but also this doesn't pertain to anything. It's the most non-cute song. It's all good, though. But it starts with them, like, bouncing. They, like, put their hands on their thighs, and they do, like, a little bounce, and then they roll their arms, and then they turn to the other side, and they bounce, and they roll their arms, and it's cute as shit. And I knew all the steps, obviously. And they were wearing, like, these big, puffy uh, purple dresses. So, like, when they bounced the little... 
big ass purple dress would be like boop boop and that was cute as fucking shit but gracie like you know her teacher's like below the stage like so it's like you can only see like the teacher's torso so gracie like kind of like just kind of starts wandering off she's not scared she's just kind of just wandering off and then they had another teacher off to the side and gracie sees her and the teacher was doing the steps to the directly to the right of them just off stage of the kids so gracie literally turned her whole body and performed the steps along with that teacher to nobody off to the side but whatever dude it was cute as all fucking get out and then the song ended and everyone cheers and gra and all the little girls run off and while the little girls are running off gracie's sitting there clapping <laughs> gracie just sat there and fucking clapped along with the crowd like yeah we did good. We did good, didn't we? Thank you. Thank you. I've been Gracie. And then just fucking, and then like the lights shut off and the teacher's like, let go. And she, so she ran off. And then what happened after that is uh, like, obviously I recorded the whole thing. It was super cute. And so the lights go dark, the dance is over. You know, she she did a good job. She runs off. And then what happened next was, oh, man, it was the craziest thing. Jordan and I cried for like three minutes sitting in the fucking bleachers. We cried through the whole fucking next song, which I'm sure was a hip-hop dance. We... <laughs> My buddy who listens to this fucking pod, shout outs. I don't know if you want me to say your name, brother, so I'm not going to. But we haven't, we haven't really got to talk to each other since college. And uh, he hit me up and he is like actually like listens to the podcast and was like just kind of just saying like how our lives have changed and how we've kind of grown up and it's cool and that kind of stuff. And we're just basically like kind of rekindling a friendship and it's been, it's been great. But he was like, you've definitely gotten softer since college. And I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> He said, don't worry, so have I, but don't tell anybody that I got a, I got a gangster reputation to hold up. I'm like, no, you don't. We live in Minnesota. <laughs> but, but it's like, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, how many times do I have to express it? I have three beautiful beings of light that I love more than anything on this planet, and it just, and nothing's going to soften you up more than that. So am I going to cry just you know the biggest strongest manliest tears because my daughter sat on a stood on a stage for two minutes in a purple dress and just kind of bobbed around and everything and then she applauded for herself yeah yeah i'm gonna fucking weep go fuck yourself but it's really you know but it was that was cool as shit it was cool as shit and i didn't even have to stab any other adults it was fucking great dude there turns out turns out you know it's everything's a learning curve and i learned that there wasn't a predator at this one you know, that's what I learned. At least not one that did that got away with anything. Okay. Probably because I didn't stay out of the fucking main area where the kids were. Probably because everyone was probably like, he it's him. But that's fine, dude. I'd rather be thought of as that guy and scare away the real ones than the real ones decide to fucking try to to try to fucking swoop in, dude. Okay. I don't fucking trust people. At the end of the day, how could you? But yeah, it was fucking wild and I was super fucking proud. So I want to tell you, let's talk about something that made me fucking cry laughing. And I'll give you, I'll give you three seconds to guess why I cried laughing. I'll give you three seconds to guess the person that made me cry fucking laughing. One, two, three. Obviously, it's Jordan, dude. It's the only person in my life that I could genuinely fucking cry laughing, dude. And it's because, guess what? Also, I'm going to give you another guess. Guess if it was after 8 p.m., one, two, three. Of course it was, okay? Because pre-8 a.m., she's on full-blown fucking mommy lockdown mode, and shit's serious, okay? But the second that those kids throw down, and the entire weight of the day washes off of her, 
if she scrolls through any sort of fucking reels or TikTok or whatever, that she doesn't have TikTok, but if she scrolls through reels for over two minutes, she's going to fucking, she's going to be the silliest fucking goose on the fucking pond. Okay. She's okay. So this week we're laying in bed and we, we actually went into the bedroom early. It was like 7.45. Girls went down to bed. We go into the bedroom. We're just going to like hang out. We're going to share videos back and forth. We're just going to like literally unwind and chill. Rather than do fuck cleaning the house tonight, we're not going to fucking do the dishes, eat a dick. We're not going to go fold any fucking laundry. We're not going to prep food for the next day. We're going to be fucking lazy. We're going to go straight into the bedroom, and we're going to scroll through social media mindlessly because we're decompressing. That's what we're going to fucking do, dude. And those nights are my favorite fucking nights. And we go in. And we're just like, you know, we're doing the regular thing. Like we watch one video together and we fucking laugh and then we'll watch it another time and laugh again. Because if you watch it a second time, it's even funnier. That's a fact. And then there's about a 20 minute gap where she hasn't shown me anything. And she's just kind of half fast chuckled at videos I've showed her. There's like a 20 minute gap. And I glance over at her phone and she's looking at fucking Tupperware containers on this Instagram feed. Okay? So I go back and I watch a few more videos. And then I look back. And she's looking at these, like, the little... It's like these... It's the same fucking TikTok page. And it's a video of a lady organizing things. Okay? It's a video... Now, I have the headphone in, so, like, our audios don't cross. She plays her sound out of her phone. And watches it there. And I put a headphone in. And it's a nice little gap. And I've so we're going on about 20 minutes. My wife's looking at a fucking page of a lady with Tupperware organizing things. Okay. It's one of those organizing pages where like the sound is super turned on and it's like cut super fast but it's satisfying it's a satisfying thing because it's like this is my container for where the fucking applesauces go every video is just that it's just sliding a container over putting shit into it and then sliding it away or putting it in a fucking spot right and jordan goes look at this right and she shows me this lady. She's like organizing fucking hot Cheetos and Lunchables packets. And she goes, do you think she's feeding her kid this? Like the, the lady has like a son that's like two, three years old. Do you think she's actually feeding him that? And I immediately, m being me, dude, if you have any idea how uh, actual creators on social media operate, being me, I immediately go, absolutely not. And she goes, what? And I was like, not a fucking shit. You think he's, she's feeding him 13 bags of Takis? She had a dietician in her fucking bio, I swear to God. And the reason I know that is, I'll tell you in a second. And I, so, but I look, I see everything that gets organized in the one video. And she goes, do you think she's feeding her kid that? And I go, absolutely fucking not. She was like, really? And I was like, open the comments. Open the comments like 1,400 comments on a video of her organizing fucking hot Cheetos. And every single one is, I see no nutrition. Oh my God, this poor kid. Oh my God, I can't believe you're feeding your baby this. Oh my God, this, this, this. And she's reading through the comments and she's a sucker. So she fell for it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's why she made the video of that. 
It's about the engagement. She has 1,400 fucking comments on that one video. The algorithm learns that and pushes her video because the algorithm goes, oh, people like to engage with this woman's videos. And I said, scroll to the next one. Same shit. Horrible fucking food. Not a single whole food in it. And it's just that over and over and over and over. And this chick has half a million fucking followers, right? For fucking organizing containers and shit. And I said, see, it's a game. It's a game. All of it's fake. She goes, oh. She goes, it is satisfying, though. Now, this is the part that made me cry laughing. So hold on to your fucking bootstraps, okay? It is satisfying, though. I go, yeah, that's ASMR. And she was like, oh. And then there's a beat. And I was like, yeah, like the clicks and the slides. Like, they turn the sound up because all of it is, like, for that audio effect. It's satisfying. It's visually satisfying, and it's also satisfying to listen to. And she goes, I was like, ASMR. She was like, oh, yeah, she has that in her bio. And I was like, oh. She goes, I thought her son had autism or something. (laughs) (laughs) So she saw it. The beautiful thing about that is my wife has an extreme soft spot for autism and kids with autistic kids, kids with autism, that kind of thing. She's like tried to learn as much as she possibly can about it. And she like her her heart doesn't break for people like that. She just she thinks it's a beautiful thing when she sees love surrounded by something by somebody on the spectrum. So all in one moment, I realized how it started, okay? She's scrolling through reels. She decides to go to this lady's page. She sees ASMR in the bio, and she goes, oh, shit, her son has autism. And then she stayed on a fucking organizing page for fucking over 20 minutes, never putting two and two together that maybe ASMR doesn't mean autism. Maybe ASMR means something else considering the fact that it's the first thing in her fucking bio and nowhere on the fucking page does it talk about autism. It's just this bitch sliding containers and things like that. It's just this chick taking containers and sliding them over and putting a bunch of fucking fruit roll-ups in it and then sliding it away. And Jordan goes, but where's the autism stuff? I don't understand. why. Where's the autism stuff at? That's satisfying to listen to, though. But I thought I, I, thought I was maybe going to learn something about autism, but now I can't really learn anything about that. Also, like, why is she feeding her kid blue Gatorade? That doesn't seem very good. He's three. But also maybe, I don't know, I don't know fully, maybe that's just the only thing he'll eat. Maybe he's like really bad on the spirit. But also she hasn't even mentioned it one time. Also, and I'm like, my wife's fucking out to lunch, dude. She, <laughs> yeah, ASMR. Yeah, she has it in her bio. Oh, I thought her son had autism or something. <laughs> okay, dude. Okay. And then she keeps scroll- scrolling through. I was like, she, I would bet my left nut that she buys those snacks only to make the videos to put on social media for the negative comment engagement for sure. And she was like, but why do you want to promote that? And I was like, money. And she's like, how is she making money? And I was like, the link in her bio probably has like offers for things that she can buy. And it's like thing. She has some sort of partnership program where you can buy like the containers and shit. And boom, she goes back. She goes into the bio. Boom, nailed it. I got the shit dialed in. And she goes, God. And then she scrolls through like another six videos and she goes, 
this bitch isn't making any money. She has 13,000 containers. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, she's obviously spending all of her money on containers and fucking hot Cheetos. <laughs> Stop. Get off your fucking phone. Okay. It's the bedtime. It's 8.45. Go to bed now. Okay. But her and I cried laughing for about 11 minutes after the whole fucking autism comment. Holy shit. Let's do some unqualified dad advice. First off, if you want to submit your own. Holy shit, we got one. Oh. Let me finish the promo. If you want to submit your own advice, you can go to the you can go to Reddit and you can go to the subreddit unqualified dad advice and you can submit a topic there. And I just hopped up hopped on the subreddit and we have one. And this is actually from I recognize this name. It's that time 365. And the title says seek out the prospect he said dot dot dot. And that fucking sucks cuz maybe I think he is referring, I think when they say he, they're referring to me, and I just got a little bit warm behind the ears, because I've been waiting for this, dude. I've been waiting for some piece of little fucking advice that I throw out there, and then suddenly comes back with, I lost everything, and I go, this is a comedy podcast. Hey, at the end of the day... I'm here for your entertainment, okay? I'll do whatever. I just give you, like, the advice that I would give to my kids if they presented me with the fucking issues, okay? If they presented me with this issue, I'll just fucking say that. I just... Okay, let's get it. So this is from It's That Time 365, which we know that 365 days a year, it is that time, so it's that time. It's almost been a year since I posted my moral dilemma, which ended up being a big old dumpster fire. That's a great fucking start. That's a great fucking start. I'm going to cover my emotions for a second and my embarrassment. Okay. For what it's worth, after being gone for a year from the job I had at posting that, I've heard it's gone even further downhill, and I'm glad I left prior to the fallout. Anyway, I kept your advice close, and around June, I was approached to help fill a spot for a two-day cabinetry gig. My performance landed me two more similar jobs, and after the third gig, the contractor convinced me to throw my hat in to do what he does, which is basically a traveling construction superintendent. Having only eight years professionally, this would be a massive step career ladder-wise and a substantial increase in pay, not to mention a strong resume boost, obviously. So I applied in July. After two interviews, they felt that I would be worth a try and after four months I'm happy to say it was one of the best career related decisions I've ever made I'm quickly becoming recognized as someone they can depend on to go face challenging situations and pull off the W's the being away during the week is lame but just makes my home time sweeter in summary lessons here are just because the advice didn't pan out the first time doesn't mean you can't reapply it to future situations Yes, dude. Yes. Okay, so I remember this one. And there was no... There was, I, fuck it, dude. Go fucking find it. Go fucking find it and listen to it. If you, if, you, if you don't remember this one, this was the one where he like had the job opportunity to, with the budding company. And then and I said, just fucking take it, dude. If it's going to benefit your family, just fucking take it. Because the, the traveling was like getting to him and he was taking time. And it was like, oh, dude, just fucking take it. He was worried about up 
uprooting his family and stuff. And I said, take the opportunity. And then the opportunity turned out to be literally fucking fake. Like they were a fucking scam, basically. And I was like, well, that's my bad. And then, but we're going to read the fucking second paragraph again, dude. I'm so fucking fired up. After two interviews, they felt I would be worth a try, and after four months, I'm happy to say it was one of the best career-related decisions I've ever made. I'm quickly becoming recognized as someone they can depend on to go face challenging situations and pull off the Ws. The being away during the week is lame, but just makes my home time sweeter. In summary, lessons here are just because the advice didn't pan out the first time doesn't mean you can't reapply it to future situations. There's another line, but I got so fucking excited after that. Dude, I mean, how do I, how do I swear on my kids that I didn't read this before I'm reading it right now? Okay. So, first of all, I'm fired up. Second of all, how does he do it? How does he do it? I opened this episode with the fucking adage of the Chinese farmer. Okay. I opened this episode with that. <laughs> How does he do it? You don't want to know why he does it? Because God loves the Cubs. <laughs> the universe stays smiling on us. God. I tried to keep it just a fact style, but of course, it's still a book. Thanks, Pops. Bear emoji. It's not a book. You could have, t- you could, if, if that last paragraph would have remained the last paragraph, you could have wrote for 17 fucking pages. I would have read them all. God damn, dude. I'm fucking fired up. Congratulations, dude. Congratulations. You know who you are. I know who you are. And for the Cubs, it's it's that time 365, dude. If you want to fucking get on the subreddit Unqualified Dad Advice, go fucking check it out. This is just a cool way to fucking build a community. I will say that. Man. Proud of you, bro. And that's how it goes, dude. That's how it goes in life. Period. You take opportunities as they come. Maybe the opportunities don't pan out or there were empty promises involved. We've all been there. Okay? We've all been there. Sometimes we're a fucking house fire and the fire department just pulled up. All right? It's always about that fucking next step. You, it's so easy to pity party and just fucking, uh, this is just where I'm at and I'm trapped. But fucking, God, you just keep your nose to the grindstone and things work out. It's like that other fucking saying that I love. All, all bad times end. And if things are still bad, it's not the end. Fucking. I botched it, but it's along those lines. Let's go. Dude, that's awesome. I'm going to fucking upvote that. Not that I even know what it means still, but I'm upvoting it. Okay. Definitely not downvoting it because that just has a negative connotation. I don't know what either of those things actually pertain to, but fucking sick. Now let's go to the advice section on Reddit because that was the only thing that was in the unqualified dad advice subreddit. And maybe we'll do a couple here and maybe we'll get silly willy with it, you know? Is it weird that I don't want to date girls who have had a boyfriend pass away? Okay. Set it. Set it. Like... You're asking a question like, is it weird that I don't want to date someone who eats meat? I'm a vegan. Set it like it's the most, you see it every day, dude. Framed the fucking question is like, is it weird that I don't want to date girls who wear dresses? Like it's an everyday fucking thing. Okay? Is it weird that I don't want to date girls, plural, who have had a boyfriend pass away? Hey man, what's happening to the guys? Even if their boyfriend died years ago, it just doesn't feel right dating a girl whose boyfriend has passed away. I may be wrong, but I've never felt comfortable knowing 
dating a girl who past boyfriend has died. Does anyone feel this way? Okay. Gear blast, which is the handle. Okay. Hey man, is there a is there a fucking dating app for widows? Because that's the only place that this fucking makes sense, dude. The only place where you're running into this problem so often that you fucking have to ask about it. Like it has had to happen to you like six fucking times for you to be like Am I the weird one? It, no. First of all, yes. Stop going to fucking widowmaker.com to try to find bitches. What the fuck, man? Also, no. Listen, that girl has been through... If a girl had a boyfriend pass away, that's... Whatever, dude. She's going to find the right fucking person. Maybe it's not you. I don't give a shit. This is such a weird question. I'm not even going to actually try to give advice. But maybe just date anybody else. Okay? If it, happen, if it has happened to you multiple times, you have a type, and that type is sad, okay? Scroll. Stop. I'm super tall for a woman, and everyone stares at me when I walk by. How do I get over this? Well, you're already over it. You're taller than everyone, so you're already, like, basically over it, like, as far as you can be, because you're already, like, the, the, first, start, the first step of getting over something is you have to get to the top of it, and you're already, like, above, like, if you're that tall, you know what I mean? That was the only fucking question, by the way. There's no body. I'm super tall for a woman, and everyone stares at me when I walk by. How do I get over this? Here's a fun fact. Go to the wrestling team, okay? If you, I don't know, I don't know if you're, t if you're like one of those like tall chicks that's like, listen, wrestlers, I don't know what it is about us, dude. I don't know what it is about us, but if, especially like weight classes 165 and down, all they want to do is climb trees, okay? Wrestlers across the board are basically, like at those weight classes, are basically like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and down, okay? And the only girls that we want are athletic girls, usually on the basketball or the volleyball team. We want to climb trees, dog, okay? And I'm saying we, but it's not like I'm a 165-pounder because, you know, your man stays fucking meted out. But... I'm saying you want a fucking guy who's going to love you for you and it's, and the height thing is more of a fucking turn on than anything, you got to go fucking talk to the wrestling team. I'm changing lives out here. That's the thing. That's not common knowledge, all right? A, we like a challenge, okay? B, we're literally trained in fucking controlling bodies all right that's literally what we've practiced and trained all right we know how to fucking handle body position okay and see everyone's the same size laying down go to the fucking wrestling team it'll be such a confidence boost and you'll love how fucking tall you are because he's going to be obsessed with it <laughs> fun fact girl that i did not date in high school but biggest fucking crush i had was an inch and a half taller than me shout out she has like six kids now because obviously because i was raised in idaho and she's mormon but i was like this fucking chair. The timing of that was perfect. I literally was talking about being short, essentially, right there. But the girl that I had the longest, biggest crush on in high school, it would have never worked out. Our values did not fucking sync up. She liked, I li you know, I liked having fun and she liked being in a cult. So regardless, regardless. She was an inch and a half taller than me, and I was just like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Just go to the wrestling team. If you're a tall chick, dude, go only for wrestlers. People will make comments, but hey, man, our hips don't lie, okay? We got it. We got it in the bag. Get a little fucking 157-pounder named Bryce, and he's going to fucking melt you, dude. 
If he drops you to your knees, you might be the same height. Scroll. Stop. Boyfriend is constantly making accu accusatory, passive-aggressive comments. Am I going crazy for being annoyed by this? Oh, hey, guess what? He's gaslighted you into gaslighting yourself. You called yourself crazy. Hey, he's winning the game so far. And this is from a 22-year-old woman. I feel like any time I tell my boyfriend, who's 23, what I'm, go what I'm doing, he always assumes the worst or assumes I'm lying or hiding something. Okay, we know... Hey, we know exactly what fucking road we're on. We know right where this is going, all right? I'm not even going to have to fucking keep reading to tell you that he's paranoid because he's either having thoughts about doing something shady to you or is currently doing something shady to you. It's called projecting. It's called projecting what's going on in his own mind onto you. And we already know what road we're on. Let's keep reading. For example, we agreed to go see the new Avatar movie together this weekend. Dorks. I told him Friday, Saturday, I had plans with my sister, but Sunday would work. Well, then he texts me on Friday night asking if I'm going to the Avatar movie with her. I told him, no, we are baking. And then he asks me the same question again on Saturday when I've told him over and over again, I'm not seeing it without her. Oh, when I told him over and over again that I'm not seeing it with her. Then, last week, I brought my mom a bottle of wine for her birthday, and I had one glass. I'm not a big drinker, and I'm not a fan of wine, but it was her favorite, and she wanted me to try it. I texted my boyfriend, and he immediately responds, wow, so how many glasses have you had now? And I'm like, one glass? He asked if I'm still drinking and if I'm drunk. I told him no, and then an hour later, he asked me again if I'm going crazy with it. He sounds fucking fun, dude. He sounds like a good time. Like, dude, I'm literally playing a board game with my family, and I told him I had a small glass over four hours ago, and he is still fucking asking me about it after I've told him no over and over again, and I've tried to change the topic three times. Another example is I told him I'll probably stay in one night since I had a long day at work, and then just like with the wine, he kept texting me over and over asking if I'm having, if I'm, quote, having a good night out and insinuating I'm not home when I sent him a picture of my TV at home. That's it right there. That's the fucking straw when they request no 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 send me a picture to prove it oh you're gone dude oh you're gone you know what the, you know what situations like this are never going to do you know what situations like this what's never going to fucking happen they're going to get better okay it's just going to get worse i just feel like i have to defend whatever i'm doing or saying all the time he says i'm being overly defensive and it proves i'm hiding something like i can't fucking win i hate the term gaslight okay I hate it. I just want to say right now, because A, I'm 30 and I don't fully grasp it. You know, I looked it up a few times, still don't fully fucking grasp it when I, when I think of it. But I'm going to say that he's a gaslighter. Also, he's just, you know, <laughs> what is he? It's 80% of people. Do we need to do the guessing game again? On three, in one word, say what he is. One, two, three. Insecure. As fuck. I added two more words. He's fucking insecure, dude. And he just can't let you just do your own thing. He's fucking possessive and it's fucking bullshit and you're 22 and oh my god could you imagine the fun you'd be having if you actually were dating a fucking fun guy? I don't care, dude. Let's fucking fold some relationships right now. He's gone. Go get new dick. I don't care. I don't give a fuck today. You make one wrong fucking step on episode 83 or whatever the fuck we're on. Episode 84, I don't even fucking know. If, you're, if you make one fucking rod, 
wrong step in the middle episodes of the 80s, you're fucking out, dude. Guess what? Your wrong step is you're being overly possessive. She's gone, dude. She's going to go put her titties in someone else's face, dude. It's over. Fuck that. No one wants to deal with that fucking possessive bullshit. No one wants to. So bye. So bye. So to you, what's the handle? So to you, it's... What's up? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm in the middle of trying to convince a girl to fucking break up with her f- fucking controlling-ass manipulative boyfriend. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's based off of one... Based off of one fucking... Yeah, you can have some. You came for the rain. How much is left? Okay. Okay, now, how about this? I'll read this to you real, real fucking fast. I'll actually cut it in the video, but then... Yeah, you, you're a fucking... You're hot to trot. All right, I'm going to read this to you. I feel like he's just assuming I'm lying all the time or assuming I'm doing something wrong. I don't know... Am I crazy for being really fucking annoyed by this? I just feel like I have to defend whatever I'm doing or saying all the time. He says I'm being overly defensive, and it proves I'm hiding something. Oh, God. Run. Run for your lives. <laughs> right? So I said, fuck it. I don't care. Let's end some fucking relationships. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are some pretty big red flags. Yeah. And because like, they're small things, so mm-hmm. you think of like the big things that you actually deal with. The funny thing about a podcast, though, is if you want to like, if you want to like people to listen, you got to talk into a microphone. You know what I mean? So yeah. So those are what? Run. Oh, there you go. And okay, brought did the whole fucking run around and brought you into the microphone and to say, run. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Red flags. Well, that's not gonna be good. That's just yeah. Already he's being like that. Yeah, no. Well, and then I also said, like, hey, one thing that never happens is from these stages, they improve. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's, if, like, these little things are only going to get worse when you actually have to deal with real problems, big things, or, like, yeah. You know, like, there's that aspect. He's insecure. Mm-hmm. There's that aspect. But there could also be the fucking projecting aspect where he's having those thoughts or he's doing things like that. Yeah. And, and suddenly he's just, nah, fuck all that, dude. And Get the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, you got time to fig like find the right one. You don't want to like force that or play that. No. No you, reason. You and I are always on the same wavelength with that shit. I said fuck it, end it. You could have your titties in a nice guy's face. Yeah, exactly. I love you. Love you. Are the girls awake? No. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe they maybe you don't know? Maybe not. They're just running around upstairs. Thanks for taking my energy drink. Literally came downstairs to steal my fucking energy drink. All good. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. Thought there was something important. There's not. She's a fucking thief. But yeah, babe. So to wrap that one up, hey, just go away. (laughs) Run, as my wife said. Fuck, while she was down here, I should have asked her what ASMR means. God damn it, dude. That's what a professional would have done. And I didn't fucking do it. I didn't tie it back. I didn't fucking ask her what ASMR means. Fuck, I should have. God damn it. It's all good. And now she's just starting the dishwasher and shit, so there's sound just going. All right, baby gorgeous. That's gonna we're gonna wrap the episode right there. Thank you so much for listening. Go to cheerupbabe.com if you want some merch. Also keep your eyes on cheerupbabe.com for when the cub covenant, the cub gym covenant merch drops. I have made it. We just gotta wait a little bit. 
because there there has to be pre-funding involved and it's just it's one of those things so we will figure it out we will get that going it's going to be fucking cool the drop is so sick i'm sorry you don't have it for christmas you will have it for the new year and then uh yeah please rate and review the podcast subscribe on youtube all that fucking dumb shit that doesn't really matter but ultimately i love you posture the fuck up okay chin high all right shoulders back and down large and in charge this week gonna have a great week go out there don't be a bummer and cheer up babe